Hi, Shalene. My name is Brittany. I live in Surrey, BC, and I have been following you for so many years now. I'm definitely one of your lifers. I'm sorry that I never actually reached out before or left a message. I was always uh, just too nervous of what I would say. <laughs> but I just wanted to reach out and say thank you so much for everything that you do. I love hearing all of your positivity and everything that you share with us on a daily basis. I follow Build Your Tribe and The Shalene Show. I just wanted to reach out and say thank you so much for all that you do. And I can't wait to see your next podcast. All right. Love you. Mean it. Hey there. Welcome to this edition of The Shalene Show recorded from the front seat of my vehicle, from my iPhone with no special microphone, just me chatting with you as if you're in the passenger seat. I just wanted to check in with you. And I know I normally do episodes from my car on Friday, but like everything's weird and the days are all blending together. And I don't know whether it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Friday, or Saturday because hashtag coronavirus. So please put your seatbelt on. We are going for a ride. We've been on a ride. Let's do this. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. All right, so I just want to check in with you first. How are you doing? Like, legit. How are you doing? I just got off a Zoom call with my girlfriends, impromptu. We were all like kind of going back and forth, asking and answering questions and talking about businesses and life and how it's so crazy and different for each one of us. And it was really good to touch base and to hear how each one of us is in a slightly different place. So thank you for checking in with me. In fact, I want to play a couple of messages from you about how things are different or maybe not so. Just to give you a sense that you're not alone. So let's go to those. While this quarantine makes a lot of people nervous, I have to say that the blessing that I'm finding is I'm getting a lot of really quiet one-on-one time with my daughter, which is lovely. And we've had some great talks and we've gone outside and exercised together and laughed a lot. And it's just been really great to connect with her. She's 16, almost 17. So that's not always the easiest thing, but this time together has been great. Also, I've been able to read a couple books, which I never have the time to do. And that's been a blessing because I love to read and daily life when it's normal doesn't usually allow me that kind of time. So everyone stay healthy and stay safe, but there are definitely things to be grateful for during this time. Hi, Shaleen. My name is Christina. We live in a very recession, economically resilient local economy. And for the most part, my husband's job is not at risk. But I am so thankful for you just keeping it real during this time because there are so many fears and there are so many possibilities of the way this thing can go that I think people could go nuts and have a serious mental health crisis if someone wasn't providing a way to set plans and write things down and have an idea of how we could proceed regardless of what happens. And I really appreciate what you're doing, what you've always done, but also what you're doing at this time. Thank you so much. My name is Kristen. 
I know for me right now with the virus going on, the most frustrating thing is feeling helpless, that there's nothing I can do to help. I feel like the only thing I can really do to help is to stay home. And we have a lot of friends who are doctors and nurses, or we know some people who are caring for elderly parents who, you know, are really struggling. And I am trying to think of a way we can help them without leaving our house. So as you can see, I mean, some people are, life is pretty much as it were. And for others, it can be devastatingly different. I mean, I've heard from the gamut of people. I mean, I've heard from people who have lost their jobs, both partners, and they have kids who were supposed to be starting college in the fall and they have no idea now. Okay, so what's going to happen there? Like, we can't pay for college if we don't even have jobs right now. But yet we, we don't want to have this discussion with our kid right now because like maybe we can get jobs. Maybe this is all going to go back to normal. And I've heard from people who are like, you know, I feel guilty saying this, but like I know the world has changed, but my life hasn't changed. And for that reason, I feel guilty or I feel nervous and anxious because it's like, when is the other shoe going to drop? Everyone else is talking about how scary and different life is. And my life is pretty much the same. I'm just watching the news. I'm scared about the world, but my personal world has not changed that much. And because of that, I'm anxious, wondering when that's going to happen. So wherever you are in the spectrum, the first thing I want to mention to you is that obviously you're going to survive this. That shouldn't even be a goal or a question. You know you are going to survive the worst of this from a health perspective and from an economic perspective. From No matter what happens, your survival rate thus far as I like to remind you, is 100%. So you will survive this. That shouldn't be even a thought for you. The question is, how can you actually thrive in this environment? That's kind of what we talked about tonight with my girlfriend. So I thought, let's you and I have this chat. What does it mean to thrive in this situation? Well, the first thing you have to do, this is step one. Step one is you must plan for the worst case scenario. Brett and I, if I were to pick a date that we started doing this, it was the night that the NBA commissioner, I don't know what the date of that was, but the night the NBA commissioner announced that there was going to be no NBA season. That was our wake up call. That was when we both looked at each other and said, life is going to be very different. The next morning, we canceled everything we had planned and we sat down and we carefully walked through the worst, worst, worst case scenarios. Rather than being afraid of them and having that anxiety like, oh my God, that'd be so bad if that happened. I don't want to even think about it. That's not what we did. We said, okay, let's just imagine the absolute worst thing that we could think of right now. And let's go through each one of them one by one and say, what would we do? How would we handle it? What would the plan be? Okay, and if that happened or this happened, what would our plan be? All the way down to like, if everything failed and everyone around us had no money to help us, if our homes were foreclosed, if our kids couldn't get jobs, our kids couldn't work, our kids were sick or had to be home with us, 
and we couldn't afford to be in our home and we had to move out of our home and we had to start over with zero and we lost all of our investments and we lost all of our businesses and everything went bankrupt. What would we do? And because together we sat down and did that and we were like, okay with it because we would have each other and we know who we are. And because we did that, I just felt so much peace following that. I also have so much peace because money and things do not have a hold on me. I believe in abundancy. And of course, I believe that God has his highest in mind for me. So if God's plan is to take everything away and that's his plan for me, I must rely on my faith and I can rejoice in knowing that he will never, never not care for me. He will never leave me. And that has given me such incredible faith. And we talked about that together. We walked through, okay, so what if this business fails? And what if this business fails? And what if that business fails? And what if these investments are to be gone? And what if the banks were to not have our money? And what if, and what if, and what if? And we kind of went through each one of them and said, well, then we would do this. And then we would do this. And we just, we walked all the way down to the very, very bottom ground floor where we would have nothing. And we both looked at each other and said, we would still have each other. And that would be cool. That would be amazing. There'd be amazing blessings in that. Life can be kind of hectic and crazy when you have a lot of responsibilities and a lot of things. So that's step one, is to walk through the worst case scenarios and decide what you would do. Step two is to accept that you cannot control the sea. This morning, I was texting back and forth with a friend of mine who happens to be a captain, a captain of large, huge ships. In fact, she's been on a couple of previous episodes here on The Shaleen Show. Captain Sandy Yawn, who you uh, may know from Below Deck. And we were talking about what it means to be a leader in a storm. And she remarked how the one thing you cannot do is you can't control the sea. But you have to be able to change course. You have to sometimes go back to where you were because it's safer. You have to sometimes be able to, not sometimes, when you're in a storm, you have to stay calm. As Art Laffer says, who's a financial advisor, when people make decisions when they are drunk or panicked, the outcome is never attractive. The best decisions are made when you're well-informed when you've evaluated all the potential outcomes, the people who right now are trying to control things or are overwhelmed and thinking in terms of fear or worse, trying not to think about what could happen, trying not to think about losing their jobs, trying not to think about their business going down, trying not to think about their network marketing organization changing or going away or losing customers. People are trying not to think about their husband losing their job or their kids not being able to go to college in the fall or trying not to think about homeschooling in the fall. That's kind of dangerous. I mean, it's not kind of dangerous. It's very dangerous. And it's going to create more anxiety for you than it would if you just said, okay, what will we do? How will we handle this? Because I know I can handle it. So my next tip for you 
is if you haven't yet shifted, if you don't feel better this week than you felt last week, I want to help you to do that. And one of the best ways you can do so is by noticing all of the blessings that have happened already. I'm really lucky that I've got so many followers that I can kind of take the temperature of so many at once. And I've been doing this daily and I want you to know I'm sharing this with you too. So if you follow me on Instagram, something I ask every day is, how are you doing? And the answers have been changing from day to day to day. And then lately I've been asking like, how are things different? Where are the blessings? What's going on that you really actually love about this? And I, I'm telling you, the blessings are so remarkable. And I think the longer we're kind of stuck like this, the better in terms of how it's going to impact society and the connections we have. I really do. I know that people keep saying, oh my gosh, the longer we are in this holding pattern, the harder it's going to be on the economy. True. I agree. But there's always a flip side to things. God is fair. And the benefits are going to come to your family. The benefits are going to come to your mental well-being. So I had this flashback today about an episode I think I saw on Netflix. And it was with Sanjay Gupta, who I love. I mean, Brett's not a big fan of him, but I I freaking love him. I just think he's awesome, awesome, awesome. Sanjay, if you should ever hear this, I just think you're the most amazing man and just such a hero. He did this documentary about how everyone's focused on what's killing us, whether it's cancer or heart disease, all the different things that we know are preventable diseases that are killing us in America. And the point of his documentary was that all of these preventable diseases stem from an incredible amount of stress and that what has been killing us is stress. And it's a great documentary. I really think it's remarkable. He talks about how, think about it, leaky gut, hormone disruption, plaque buildup, overeating, overdrinking, overmedicating. The amount of stress that all of us are under is killing us. And I thought, that's so true. And I was thinking about some of the statistics that he shares in that documentary about the number of preventable deaths every year that could be diminished substantially if we just focused on reducing our stress. And I thought, I wonder how those numbers compare to what it is now Sanjay Gupta is talking about in terms of the coronavirus killing us. And I have to tell you, the number of people who will die from stress-related diseases far exceeds anything the coronavirus could, even the worst case scenarios of the coronavirus. Isn't that interesting? But what would we do about it? Freaking nothing. We would do nothing about it. We've done nothing about it. That's not news to anyone. You know that people are going to die from stress-related disorders, but we're like, well, what are we supposed to do about it? We're just stressed. We just have a lot on our plates. This is life and it's not going to change. So let's just keep going. And we just keep going and going and going and it's killing us. And then something like the coronavirus comes up and we all go into quarantine. We all basically go into our homes. We shut down. We begin changing the way we live our lives. We stop running from one place to the next. Projects are slower. Kids no longer quickly 
grabbing something to eat and then off to Taekwondo and then piano and then home quickly to do homework, get ready for bed, get into bed, wake up in the morning. Like all the rushing, all the hurriedness, all the desperately chasing of goals is gone. Stress is lower. Stress is what's killing us. Stress is killing us at a much higher rate than the coronavirus. So it's interesting to me what a blessing this has been and how, you know, again, I, th- I think about Sanjay Gupta and how that, that documentary and how if the media had said, like, stress is killing us, everyone, we have to do something, we have to do something, that would just never happen. I don't know. I just find it really interesting. I don't know if you do. But so then tonight I asked, what changes that you've had to deal with in the last couple of weeks have been such a blessing. And I posted them to my Instagram stories. I hope that you're following me on Instagram because it was like, wow, I think the world is changing. And then a friend texted, well, I'm in on this, again, the same group of girls that we did our little Zoom chat. We have this like group chat thread, right? And one of the girls on there was like, life is never going to be the same again. And she started sharing like all these examples, how things are never going to be the same again. And, and one of my friends, who's probably a little bit more anxious than the rest, texted me off that thread and said, okay, she is freaking me out. I wish you wouldn't talk like this. Is life really going to be completely different? And I said, I think so. In fact, I know so life is going to be different, but I think it's going to be different I hope it's going to be different in all the right ways. I don't know. I I certainly hope so. And if you're old enough to remember how things were different after 9-11, you know, we hope that life would be very different for a long time. And it was different for a while. But I think the way that we work is going to change. I think many employers are going to realize that their people are just as effective and far less stressed out and far happier when they're working from home. I think that we've discovered in the last several weeks that the world can continue, not all businesses, but gosh, probably half of the businesses where people were working in person, dang, I guess we can do this remotely. I guess we don't all have to leave our homes and work specifically nine to five. Like my team right now, I don't know what hours they're working. They're getting their jobs done. They're probably more efficient in the last several weeks than they've ever been in their lives. And, you know, if they want to wake up later and exercise and go outside and take a walk for a couple of hours and then come back, like as long as the work is getting done, that's how we should be working. It's so unnatural that we force people to work specific hours where it might not coincide with your own natural circadian rhythms and when you feel creative and when your family needs you and I'm reading my DMs and people are like I'm actually able to connect with my kids and go outside and I'm able to spend some time in my garden and I'm able to do laundry and and also get all of my work done and it's so much more peaceful and I'm so much happier and one lady said I'm off my IBS medication and another one said I'm not drinking at night I feel so much more centered and happy and I think those are the ways that this could be changing our world for the better. And I really pray and I really believe that this may all be part of God's purpose. And look at it. It's the whole world. It's not just the United States. It's the whole freaking world. This is, it's wild. So I think there are many blessings in it. And I know there's many changes. And I know you've been struggling with some of those 
And it's very, very real if it's financial. Yeah, it concerns me that the suicide rate is so high and that people are eight times more likely to take their lives due to financial stress. That's very real. But if you've lost your job, your job now is to find a job. If you get laid off, what will you do? I'll tell you what you do. Go immediately back to your employer and say to them, allow me to continue doing this for no pay. Of course, I'm still going to be looking for other work. And of course, I'm going to be putting myself out there as a freelancer. But I want to continue to serve you in the role that I was for no pay. Do that. Your job isn't just to find a job. Your job is to be valuable. Because if someone were to do that for me, God, that'd be the first person to hire back. You would never forget that. You know, we've had to lay people off before and it's never something you want to do. If you hired someone, you always want to bring them back. We've had to lay off two people this year. Both people handled it very differently. One, I would hire them back in two seconds. The moment I could hire one of those people back, I would. And the second one was very angry and that's normal, but it was the way they handled it. We would never bring them back because it was crazy. And it was angry and it was unprofessional and it was bizarre. And how could you refer that person to someone else when someone acts that way? So if that should happen to you, and it may very well, I mean, with the unemployment rates climbing to 3.3 million people in one week, there's a very good chance it could happen with so many companies realizing that they can operate from home with fewer people, with the fact that so many people have been laid off that talent now is going to be at a a much lower premium. You're going to be able to get better people to work for you at a lower price. You know, kids who are just coming out of college, don't go back to school right now. Figure out how to get a job. Figure out how to be of value. Figure out how to become a part of the economy. If you wanted to just go back to school right now, that just means you're trying to run, in my opinion. Think about how you can add to this economy right now. Because by going back to school, because I've heard a lot of people asking, like, Shaleen, I just got laid off. Should I go back to school? I'm like, and do what? Rack up more debt? Educational debt? To graduate and be guaranteed nothing? Because so many people are unemployed with more experience, more know-how, and I can hire them at the same rate. I just don't think that's the right move. If I'm speaking honestly, is my opinion. You want to be of value. You want to be of service and you need to stand out. You need to do things that people are shocked by and that's how you make your mark. And you, you want to shock people by how caring, giving, forgiving, and humble you are in this environment, whatever you can do to help others. That's where Brett and I are right now. It's like every single day, our full-time job right now is service. How can we be of service? How can we be of service to our community, to the people who are members of the Marketing Impact Academy? How can we coach people through this crisis? What can we do to help? We're going to get through this. But remember, you cannot control the sea. But a good captain stays calm. A good captain looks at the storm to see where it's getting worse, where the seas are calmer, where is the safest place perhaps to anchor or to set sail towards. And that's what you need to do. Do not fear the unknown. Anxiety comes when we're so worried about what might happen. 
But if you think through the worst case scenario and you know what you're going to do, then 99% of the time you're going to be pleasantly surprised. And the 1% of the time that the worst case scenario happens, you're going to be okay because you've prepared for it. I love you. Stay connected. Get on my Instagram stories. I want to hear from you. All right? I'm going to talk to you on Wednesday. You are the bomb.com. You got this. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. I wanted to mention a tool that I think you're going to find incredibly useful, especially if you struggle sometimes to know what your purpose is. What is your thing? Like, what are you called to do? Why are you here? What makes you great? What makes you unique? You know what? I think you're too close to yourself to actually even see it. I think if we asked a lot of your friends and family members, they would know. But I want you to know it. I want you to declare it. I want you to see it. So I've developed this really simple questionnaire. You just download it. It's kind of like a quiz. But you're going to know all the answers to this quiz because it's a quiz about you. And when you complete it right there in your own handwriting, it's going to be perfectly clear to you what your thing is. So do me a favor. No, do you a favor and download this questionnaire. You can get it for free by going to shaleen.com forward slash my thing and then answer the questions and I want to hear from you send me an Instagram message and let me know like what is your thing I'm really excited to hear and I know you will be too it can be life-changing and clarity providing to know what your thing is the same answers are going to come up over and over again when you fill out this questionnaire it's going to be so obvious to you and it's going to give you that boost in confidence that maybe you've been missing All right, again, shaleen.com forward slash my thing. And I am really excited for you to do this. 